everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Wowee, man, we're back. We're back with another uh, episode recap. Episode spoilers recap. 100 years, spoilers, all spoilers. We need to get new (laughs) intros. Uh, Man, uh, so part five of of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. We're going to be talking about that. Um, yeah, not really much in the way of news or anything like that either, too. So it, it's kind of a kind of been a, a bit of a bit of a dry bit of a dry week as far as Star Wars content aside from the show. Um, I, I even kind of stayed off of like social media and everything for like reactions for this one. Uh, so I don't even know what the rest of the people are are thinking about this episode, but obviously we'll get. We'll get our our reactions here and and spoilerific, spoilery type of stuff. Um, But before we kind of, you know, talk about our weeks and everything and and give you the hour of content you don't want, I will say this, man. There is no way this should have been a series. It should have been a movie. They should have sacked up, made the damn movie, put it out there and stop screwing around. Totally agree. (laughs) Because at least with a movie, you would have, potentially had a bigger budget to do some of the things we've complained about. Right. And, you know, again, you have one concise story to follow, which well, would have lent itself to a movie more than star Wars TV, which is typically yep. flavor of the week, monster of the week content. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And, and I got to say like this episode, it, it, you know, I, I started watching it and, and without going into the episode, it's just like, dang it. This is like, this is like the, the conflict part of the movie. It's like, Mm -hmm. you could have cut out some of this fluff and made it flow better, but it it movie form. And I, and, and this was talked about though. This was talked about a long time ago. They were talking about doing a Kenobi movie. They were talking about doing a Boba Fett movie. Now the Boba Fett movie, I didn't care about. I thought that was a dumb idea, but that's just me. But a Kenobi movie made all the sense in the world, but by God, that Kathleen Kennedy just, you know, Saul Solo hates us. Just hates us. <laughs> yeah, you know, Solo didn't make a billion and one dollars, so there you go. Thanks, Star Wars fans, for not making that Solo a billion dollar movie. Appreciate Be- it. Because you guys didn't go see Solo, we're stuck right. with what we get on Kenobi. Not that's, that it's bad, right. but it could be better. That so you all right. suck. It's all your fault. Not, not our fault. We went to. We not, went and saw we, it. We went and saw it. Yeah, us and like five other people. Gosh. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, uh, so let's get into it. How's your week? Humid Mm -hmm. and mucky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really need to buy a dehumidifier, Mm -hmm. a very oversized dehumidifier. My AC is crying right now. (laughs) Oh, boy. It sure is. And I just realized tonight that uh, my intake air filter is... Not a filter anymore. It is a wooden block of blockage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad. Yep. It's, it's that time of year again, so too. Much, so much dirt. <laughs> yep. Check your air filters, everybody. It's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. At least I caught it before, you know, because we're going to get more of this next week. So it's, it's not going to let up. So at least I caught it early. <laughs> yeah. Did you Dude. have power outages? Well, he, he, hold on. Public service announcement. Most air filters are only good from three to six months. Make sure you change your air filter. Oil filter. Air filter. Do, 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 do. The more you know. The more you know. 
power outages. So, yeah, we had a reasonable, well, apparently a reasonably big storm come through. I slept through it. No big deal. Uh, didn't lose power where I live, but um, a lot of people did. And, you know, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? However, however, how... We're shutting down the grid on purpose. However. <laughs> look, you know, I, I, I think most of us are on the same page about... You know, wanting to find alternate energy, right? You know, we, we, we would, I think it'd be good, you know, to, you know, wean off of fossil fuels or, or, you know, at least find an alternate to where you can work in tandem or something like that. It's great. But our electrical grid sucks. And there is zero way that we can ever go fully electric with the infrastructure we have, okay? There's no way. There's no flipping way. It can't even, it, it cannot even. And here's the other thing, too, because I've heard a lot uh, of different um, explanations for kind of what's happening in the Ohio area about, you know, oh, uh, well, the storm. OK, no, it's not the storm. No, AEP was shutting some grids down so you wouldn't overtax them. It's like, oh, it's really hot. Everybody's running their stuff. So they didn't want to overtax the system. Look, if you can't handle a storm or a heat wave, then you're infrastructure is terrible it sucks in a state that this happens every we get this every storm every year year <laughs> and we're, we're an not because i still don't buy a generator but good god every and, year <laughs> and we're not necessarily in like you know tornado alley or any of that stuff but uh we do see severe weather in ohio we do and we get severe weather both in the winter and in the summer this is not something we should be unprepared for but it happens every so often, and then it's just like, well, look, your infrastructure sucks. Like, please start figuring out a way to plan to work on that so that it is better and, and more robust. If you, if you want to get to the alternate energy state, you have to work on the here and now of how to get there. And there's just no, you can't continue to pump juice into something if it's not running the juice, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just not how things work. That's a rant. I should probably stop ranting because I'm sure some people get angry about that because there is such a back and forth about alternate energy. It's like, look, I'm down with it, but you you have to do it the right way. Oh, and also in Ohio, we don't have enough uh, sun time for solar energy and we don't have enough wind for wind energy. So what else do we got? I don't know, man, but we need yeah. a better infrastructure. And, and that, that's, that's very evident because, yeah, a lot of people were without power. Um, and we were getting some folks that were saying estimates of like, so this all kind of started yesterday, which was Tuesday. Today is Wednesday that we're recording. And they're giving estimates of Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, In this my, modern day and age, that many days? Woo! I don't yeah, know about I just, that. I just talked to someone who's probably half mile from me, and it's Saturday for him. It's wild, man. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. wild. And I remember um, back in the day, uh, probably would have been like 20, uh, eh, 2009, 2010. I don't remember what it was, but we got that really severe windstorm that they called like a Category 1 hurricane. or was like a... Oh, that was 2012. That was my first year working as a lifeguard. Oh, yeah. was it 12? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Middle of summer, extremely hot, and we were down yeah. for like nine days I we think. were yeah we, we were we were down for like two weeks and where i lived i was on the very like last grid to get reactivated it, w- it was absolutely a ridiculous time but goes to show you that you know that is something fragile that can happen 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you really want to make a difference and you really want to, you know, get alternate energy and stuff, you got to start working on the grid first. The grid is more important than what powers it, because once you get the power, you have to have somewhere to put it. Um, so that's just my my working and engineering brain kicking on. And hey, I'm sure it is getting worked on and, and good, good job, I guess, AEP for doing some stuff. I don't want to get down on those guys or whatever. There's even a lot of bureaucracy in, in, in sending a person out uh, from AEP to even work on uh, on that sort of stuff. You have to have this mm-hmm. shut down and this has to happen first and blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot going on. But, uh, yeah, it's hot. It's sticky. And uh, and yeah, it's it's summer, y'all. This is what you guys were all complaining. About. Oh, in the winter. Oh, it's so cold. I wish it was summer so I could get it all nice and warm and toasty. Uh, how you liking I your like nice cold. and warm and sticky toasty, huh? You liking I like it? cold, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Goodness. summer, but I'm more comfortable cold. And yeah. another PSA, people. God, we're and, full of it. And I'm probably going to piss off more people than you just did because we probably have some patrons who potentially had some pretty bad damage happen over this week. But uh, if you have a big tree within, like, five feet of your house, cut it down. There is no reason to have a massive tree right by your house like that. Like, (laughs) you are asking for disaster in Ohio if you have an old, worn-out, tall tree by your house. And I feel really bad. My neighbor had a about essentially half of his tree fall in his house. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel bad for him. And it's kind of weird with our community to actually cut something down because technically we don't own the trees. But, like, that almost hit the car that I bought from you. And I would have been really pissed if we had to total out that car. Yeah. Right after well, and, and it, yeah, that's actually something that's very common, um, putting trees near houses. And that's actually something that I need to do because you know the tree out in front of my house. It's not it's like getting there. Yeah, it's, it's not, not right yet, up but against it, but it, it definitely needs to be trimmed. And like, I that's something that I need to get to uh, this season as well. You know, trim some of that back and and uh, you know get get it get it a little bit. You know, little little tree manicure. So what you're saying is you need Dad's pole saw yet again. I do. I, I need that, <laughs> and not yet again. I never got it the first time. So Did we never. Give no, you that? no, I never got it the first time. So yeah, I need to need to get that done. I I've, I've got some yard ish work to do anyway. I've got a couple bushes out there that are going crazy. So it's it's a lot of fun. Everyone's uh, asleep. This is great. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So hey, I do want to talk about this though. So third last Thursday, uh, we got tickets to go see the new Jurassic World movie, and it was a double feature. Uh, so we watched Jurassic Park, the very first movie, and then Jurassic World. So I would say one, Jurassic Park still holds up. It is still a great movie. Mm-hmm. It holds you. And I, and I remember that movie gave you nightmares because <laughs> you watch it as a kid and that Velociraptor scene in the very beginning. I remember uh-huh. that traumatizing you back then that and the uh the dude who gets eaten off the toilet by the t mm, mm-hmm. yep <laughs> that scared me so much more than a horror movie we watched back then like yep blade didn't freak me out uh underworld all that stuff i was good with that yeah so <laughs> that movie i still think it holds up i, I don't mm-hmm. think that it's lost much if anything boy Look, I haven't watched any of the Jurassic World movies. I don't really care to. I don't even think you have to, honestly. No, no, I don't need to at all. But Jurassic, this newest one, sucked. It was a terrible movie. Me and my girlfriend were there, 
And there was a point getting towards the end of the movie where I looked over at her and she wasn't happy. And then I was like, you know, what's up? It's like, I wish this movie would end. And I was like, oh my God, I wish it would end. Do you want to Let's leave? leave. We, we almost did. Look, I don't know what they were thinking. That movie was terrible. And I'm sorry, if you guys like it, I understand. But it was, to me, it was a terrible movie. It was way too long. The like Chris Pratt looked like he phoned it in. There was like line fumbling, like where you're talking over lines and stuff, which I can't stand. They there were too many storylines, too much interconnective bullcrap, too much attempt at nostalgia. Like, how many times can a T-Rex beat up everything known to man? It's like <laughs> it's just a T-Rex. And this time it needed help from another thing. And it's like, dude, that was a terrible movie. I, I, I mean, I don't his, say that about uh, too much powers to control every dinosaur around him by sticking his hands out like always. He Yeah. And then the girl who I don't clone girl, I guess there's a clone girl. I, she did oh, it, what? too. And I no, don't know. No. It was it was it was bad. It was bad. And it's like, well, but look, the original actors are in there. It's like, so what? So what? They didn't use them well. The, the entire... Oh, I'm sorry. It was it was a terrible movie. There was so much standing in a line, too. Like, you know how they do that when you have too big of a cast and everybody just winds up standing in a line, like, looking <laughs> at something? You know, it's like the Avengers just lining up, and it's like they were doing that with this movie. Oh, my God, it was terrible. That's was my Howard movie at least review. good. Was, Bryce? Was yeah. To be honest with you, nothing was good in that movie. Like, really? I, I, I couldn't... Mm. I could not enjoy, I couldn't enjoy like darn near anything in that movie. There were, there were a couple of characters that were okay. There was a guy, his character's name was Ramsey in there. Like he wasn't bad. Um, but there were, there were a couple of like, it was just terrible, dude. It was, it was so God awful. And I, I I hate saying that too, but I, I had such a negative reaction to it. I have very rarely, if ever really wanted to leave a movie and I, I wanted to leave that movie bad and we, we toughed it out. We watched it. It was not worth it. It was two and a half hours too long. How long <sighs> was it? It was like two and a half hours and the original one's long too. So we were there okay. forever. I thought you were saying like the first half hour was good, but then after that it was crap. No, it was, it was all pretty, it was yeah. all pretty bad. And there was like wow. a kid running around in the theater being a jerk and the parents were like, <laughs> I don't, I don't even, I think his name was Otto too. Cause like Otto, Otto, come here, Otto. It's like, and he just, he would not listen. His parents wouldn't do anything. Everybody's just, I don't know. It was, it was a, it was not a great experience. Like I'm getting through the first movie. It's like, Oh, it's great. Cause I never watched the original Jurassic Park on the big screen. So I'm watching that. I got my popcorn. Popcorn was good. Everything was fine. It was great. Anyway. Yeah. I would not recommend watching that movie. Would not. Yeah, you've recommend. had a decent run of good movies too. It finally ended. Yeah, that was just <laughs> bad, man. Hmm. All right. Anything else, or should we go ahead and get into Kenobi while we still have an audience? I don't know, but we're not doing that bad. It's only about sixteen minutes. I'm yeah. Okay with that. Yeah. Let's, well, let's do it. Well, we gave them all the PSAs. We've we've uh, we've upset the Granted. oil people. We've upset the electric people. You know, we've, we've upset we, the arborists. Yeah, we've. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tree community is upset. Trees deserve to be around your home. Okay. Oh no, my home. <laughs> oh no, my home. Oh, my God. 
Okay, yeah, let's let's roll into Kenobi. So part five. Um, we left our prior episode with an escape, uh, but then towards the end, we realized that little Lola, the 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 ladybug droid, has a has a bug in her. The bug the has bug been has bugged. A bug. Yeah, so meta. Exactly. So we are, you know, basically heading back to Jabim to, uh, you know, to do transport stuff. But, dude, but. Who but, cares about any of that? But, Who cares about any of that? But we start this episode on a flashback. And didn't we talk about flashbacks? Mm-hmm. I've seen memes recently. It's like, so here are the two stunt doubles that are playing Vader. So, like, what are they paying Hayden Christensen to do? Uh, well, be awesome in part five. Okay. That's what they paid Hayden Christensen to do was to just come through and be awesome as Anakin. And I'll tell you what, this might not be like revenge of the Sith levels of choreography, but they probably had a lot less time to plan this and they are probably extremely rusty. So this was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, couple things. And actually it, it was awkward to see old Hayden with, as Old, a Padawan. Yeah. Older Hayden, yeah. But at least we can still do that, unlike with Luke and Mark Here, Hamill. So. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is the after editing, the smoothing. This is what your producers and all the editors at the end are supposed to be doing. I cannot comprehend. I cannot comprehend why they can't get this stuff right. You could de-age Hayden Christensen just a little bit. He doesn't mm-hmm. look bad. No. But no, he doesn't. clearly looks wrinkly. older. <laughs> That's what happens when you get older. You lose some of the elasticity in your mm-hmm. face muscles, man. Everything droops a little bit. This is what getting older looks like. And to do a disservice to a timeline here... That's what irritates me. And that's why if it were a movie with a bigger budget, maybe the editors would have done their flipping job. And, you know, it it really just kind of extenuates his older features when you have that stupid lightsaber. It's too bright. I actually thought (laughs) I I get that. I actually thought they looked a little better here because there was a little bit more texturing. However, one nitpick when they when Obi-Wan draws his saber, it's basically just a flat disc with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. We all know what. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, there's like a there's normally like a you know like a little pluggy thing in there. You know, it's it's like please, like wait, what the Details. hell happened to the prop ma- the the prop master here? Are you nuts? Yeah. Are you nuts? Are you at least, nuts? At least with Hayden's, you just don't see it. You just don't angle it the wrong way. You know, <laughs> it's not that hard. Dude, Even seriously. if you got junk, it's not that hard to it, stage a scene. <laughs> This is the stuff that absolutely baffles me. You, you okay? All right. We get this, and and this is not a a whole bashing Kathleen, but we talked about that article. We talk about you know you know the 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 how that movie kind of showed you that you you know you blah 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 fails and all this stuff and whatever. You see the scope of Mandalorian. And how good that show was. And even Boba Fett, aside from the Vespa scene, which everybody doesn't like, and granted, I thought it was a little clunky. You see how, like, that was all smoothed out and it looked like a finished product. This does not look like a finished product. And I'm starting to... Look, I don't want to 
upset anyone, but I'm starting to wonder about Deborah Chow, who is our director. I'm starting to wonder about our editing team. It's like, look, last week we had that kind of clunky scene with the third sister and, you know, still swinging when we had Mm -hmm. clearly changed perspective. Like those are editing mistakes here. Like you, as a director, you should be like detail oriented, right? Like where is the detail orientedness here when you have this, it's, it's a misaligned prop. Well, like if, if you and I can notice this in one watch through, over an hour ago. Oh, I guarantee people. Yeah, other people do. Like, how, how does the person getting paid big money to do this miss that? And it's yeah. not just Star Wars thing. It happens in a lot of movies. It's not like it's it's rare. But yeah. I expect a little bit more when <laughs> it's already been established that we can make good content. And it just kind of... I like the diversity that Star Wars has always introduced in, like, having different producers, different writers, different everything, you know, different prop departments, everything. But there has to be some consistency to it because this is just kind of weird. Because, again, like, how is a movie from 2003, four per- outperforming this? It's almost 20 years later. Yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah, the budget's lower. But look at the technology jump. Two decades of technology improvements, and we can't beat it. (laughs) I complained about the shaky camera in what was at the first episode. Um, Complained about the the, the Reva over-swinging stuff. Uh, I'm going to complain about something a little later in this episode, too, that felt unrealistic. Like, it feels like at times, maybe this isn't necessarily on Deborah Chow. Mm-hmm. Maybe, because it, it, it almost feels like they were rushed and they didn't get enough, like, B footage or second shots or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this time frame was just killed so much where they couldn't go back and do some reshoots or a couple takes of something to get it right. And they just kind of had to go with that. Eh, we'll do it in one, like a, like a Clint Eastwood movie. But like there are little details that look, I'm going to find, I'm going to find because these are things that we have, we've talked a lot about. I mean, we have a flipping podcast on the subject for, for God's sake. Um, but again, like I'm, this is very nitpicky, but that prop was not good enough. And, and the sabers I felt were better in this scene, but they could, there's just smoothing that has to go on. And I got to say, like the shot here in this little room is good it's good looking Mm -hmm. so like the cinematography is not terrible but there are things that just need to be better yeah so anyway we only get a little bit of this we get the Mm -hmm. the first blade clash and then we we go back to vader Um, and also just getting all the negative out of the way now there were some (laughs) audio fluctuations the first like 15 minutes of this episode that were just plain annoying for me like i don't like having to adjust my volume up and down five to six times in one scene, mm-hmm. it completely takes me out of the immersion of the moment. But well, it's like uh, just annoying otherwise. 
Well, that that's yeah, that's what I was talking when we had that bar scene. Uh, what was that uh, episode two, maybe? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. There, there there are some some weird edits uh, with the, with the sound. Like in that one, I think they had background sound, and it kept dropping mm-hmm. when the vocals came through. And pretty sure that they dubbed over the Grand Inquisitor. I'm pretty sure they had to dub over over those lines. I think we said that at the time. So yeah, the the, the fluctuations are. I didn't notice it super much in this one. So if you caught that, then there Maybe you go. Maybe my soundbar settings were on the wrong setting. Maybe I was on eh. dialogue and that was the problem. I it's, don't know. It's possible. But, yeah. But anyway, to, to move on our storyline here, our third sister is now the grand inquisitor. She gets her little pin and we've broken star Wars, right? Everybody we've, yeah, we, we've there's broken. no way to fix it. No that way to fix it. Whatsoever. Be really well done. Well, anyway, whatsoever. so we go to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fluctuating volume scene, yeah. by the way, for me. So Vader is on his way uh, with his ship, and we we come back to Jabim. Hey, we saved the girl. Everybody's like, "Oh, sweet! This is this is all pretty cool." Uh, hey, droid guy, you're looking pretty good over here. Um, and then we we get our uh, ah shoot, what was his name? Our fake Jedi. Mm. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should I should have pulled up a cast list. I I normally uh, normally do that, but let's get this up. Let's get this up here. Let's get this up here. Where is it? Why? Why, man? You're not typing any faster than me. I found it. Dang it! I'm just trying to think how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Well, just the name of the character. Haji Estri. Haja. Haji. Yeah. yeah. Haja. Yeah. Ha- ha- Haja. Something like that. But anyway, so Estri here is a fake Jedi. He's back. And we, we, we talked about him being back because he's set for a number of episodes on IMDb. Good to see him. I think we both like that character. Yeah. And I'm liking the progression, even though it's in very little tiny scenes throughout this episode. Mm hmm. But in this hangar, we do see a lot of families. These were all like the families that he had kind of worked on getting out. Um, and that's that's all pretty cool. Uh, we kind see of insane to think that you just have all these force sensitives clustered together in mm-hmm. one spot and you don't yep. expect tragedy to happen. Very true. Very true. Um, Lola the droids poking around, making it so the hatch door won't open. Obi-Wan finds a bunch of, bunch of sabers. Like they've mm-hmm. collected sabers here, and and uh, I believe it was a Jedi robe as well. I'm sure we'll have some be- some people recognize those sabers and see some Easter eggs. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I I, I didn't have enough time to dive into any of that today, um, but really on to the conflict. We have our sh- our uh, hangar doors that cannot open, and Vader's coming, and then we come back to the scene of Anakin and Obi Wan uh, fighting on on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And this this whole thing here is I I think it's I think it's great storytelling, and by that this is effectively the lesson that we're going to have to take through this entire episode. And I, I kind of like when they do that those those tie-ins, um, yeah. but you know Obi Wan's basically telling Anakin here, you know, you're being too aggressive. Jedi's goal is to defend life, not take it. And, uh, you know, Anakin is, you know, still being overly aggressive. 
And I do like the part here where they kind of like they're back to back. It's like Anakin, yeah. you you do know you lost there because all he kind of had to do was bloop because right. you were off balance. So technically, Obi Wan would have won there, given given all things being relative, right? Yeah, and I feel like you needed that because otherwise you could have just used that scene to be like, oh, how do you lose to Count Dooku? If he's that aggressive and that good of a fighter already. Oh, if he can beat matter. Obi-Wan, he can beat Count Dooku. Well, <laughs> we'll get to the end of that fight here in a bit. Yeah. Um, but again, we're flashing back and forth. We have uh, Vader sending down a couple of troop ships uh, with some heavy, heavy guns to uh, you know, effectively drive Kenobi out. Uh, our people here are locking down the base. And kind of a cool scene where, where Obi-Wan takes control kind of becomes general kenobi again for a moment kind of like a good version it. of uh last jedi final stand like a better version um, of it wait a what 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 yeah like way better version like, of it. what what are Plus you talking these, about these like little mini essentially aa guns are freaking awesome by the way <laughs> pretty sure it's the first time we've seen it but <laughs> Yeah, but no, doesn't seem familiar at all. We've never seen this happen. No. Uh, door cracking and, and troops at the ready. <laughs> if only uh, Obi-Wan could project himself out now. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a part there uh, a little later when he kind of has a ceasefire and he's talking talking to Reva and, and, you know, I almost was like, Oh my God, is he going to like project himself outside or something <laughs> like that? Just go full, full last Jedi. He did not. Um, but anyway, we, we do kind of have this conversation. Leia is getting involved, going to the vents, trying to figure out what's wrong. Obi-Wan's like, you know, I trust her, which is, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We also which have has a, to watch him watch her. Yeah, very, yeah, true, 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 giving him something to do. Um, we also get a message from Bail Organa to Obi-Wan. You know, your silence is kind of troubling, and he's going to uh, go to Tatooine effectively to make sure that, uh, you know, Luke is okay. So Which very, is probably not necessarily the best idea. Like, way to be very conspicuous, but... Hey, that is cool. He's willing to do that. Well, I mean, Bail Organa has always been a just a genuinely good guy. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is somebody who progressively, even if he's had to work in the shadows, has always tried to do what's best. Now, he even admits, like, you know, when he f- first comes to Obi Wan, in there, we've all made mistakes, and he did too. He made mistakes. Everybody made mistakes. Sure. And you know, but he he always tried to fight, and he you know he basically dang near single-handedly created the rebellion. I mean, it wasn't just him, but he was responsible for really the rebellion get it, really getting getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. So, Not to mention just his dynamic with both Padme and Leia is awesome in its own right. So, mm-hmm. Now, before we get the, the first confrontation, we do have Tala kind of telling a little bit of her story. You know, she's... She's not had a great past, you know. Uh, did she turn over a couple families? What was that? I mean, I know a lot of. I know it was like died. there were sixteen people that they captured and they ended up executing on the spot, and she mm. couldn't stop it or save any of them. Which you know, bearing your soul like that in the middle of a conflict like this totally sets you up for survival. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, everybody believed she was going to live. I mean, she totally did until we get to the park. Um, But, yeah, there's always some of that. I I did kind of stop and think for just a second. It's like, oh, my God, you're getting ready to face down the Empire. Can you, like, not do this? But, nah, you know, it's like it's okay. It's like they're telling the story as they're putting on the red shirt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. But then we have sort of a ceasefire. Obi-Wan talks with Reba here. And I, and I think this is interesting because we get her backstory and she was indeed that youngling. She did see Anakin, uh, in the temple and she was stabbed by Anakin. She, she didn't, she survived, but she shouldn't have, right. You know, she was, she was attacked. She was stabbed with a lightsaber. She was able to survive. She watched her friends die. And she also kind of was like, where were you? You know, why didn't you save us? It's like, it, you know, this is this is kind of what I was waiting for, for from this character and really mm-hmm. from this actor, too, because I don't think she's a bad actor, but I was just waiting for something to connect to. And it's like you almost saw that. Well, you completely saw the veil drop and almost the kid come back out and be like, why didn't you help us, Obi-Wan? You mm-hmm. know, he killed he the only family Padawan. I knew why he was your Padawan. Why didn't you help us? And it, it gets to that very base feeling that we all kind of hold when we're hurt. And it's very childlike. It's always very mm-hmm. childlike. Well, it's like Anakin mm-hmm. when he's breaking down, turning to the dark side, essentially. Yeah. But I, I really and did like this part. I, I, I thought it was I great. thought this was a great arc for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her range of acting was really expounded upon on this yep. in a way that hasn't been before. And I... Really would just love to hear anyone complain about her in the same stupid way now because, like, there is no excuse at this point. You're just bandwagoning on to something you know yeah. nothing about if you do it. But I do and believe... Yeah, you did not like her as an actress, but I thought she did very well in this. I don't even think that that that's relevant. But, I mean, the, I believe that if this were a movie, this character arc would have made more sense to people and you wouldn't have got the complaining. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't have got, well, I mean, look, you're probably still going to get some racist stuff because people are idiots and whatever Instagram I think is where that happened is, is a garbage pit. It's literally the same garbage pit that, that Twitter can be, that, that Facebook can be. I mean, they all can be garbage. And especially if you're, if you're, uh, you know, have a bigger name or you're a part of a big project. But I think yeah. if they would have just straight through this and you would have seen her arc a bit better as opposed to week to week, I think things would have been a lot different. I think the reaction, the initial reaction would have been different. Absolutely. And this reveal kind of just shows why she, one, was hated by the other Inquisitors, why she was so uh, aggressive towards the other Inquisitors, couldn't get along with anybody, Mm -hmm. always had that sense of fear whenever Vader walked into the room. This... Completely clears it all up. I think we had actually kind of thrown this out as a theory in one of our discussions, like maybe in episode three. I'm not sure. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I like this reveal that she's essentially hunting Vader. Same. Yeah, it, just like the comic, Target Vader. Yeah. Everybody's targeting Vader. Um, but, yeah, pretty very traumatic. She hid it in the bodies, basically played dead and was don't really say how she was able to escape, but she obviously did and went through the ranks and really played the, the long game. 
And she doesn't want Obi-Wan's help. Slices the door, slices through one of the protective bolts, and... uh, Almost stabs him in the belly. That's true. And is able to break in. Obi-Wan does shove her back a, a good ways, but this is my friend, my brother. This is where I start to get a little bit... A little oh, bit you, skeptical because... You mean like why they weren't all just mowed down instantly? Yes. By that amount of blaster fire from about 40 troopers? In a confined space. Uh, and no them, cover. Them no ever cover. advancing. And I thought it, it felt very unrealistic. And I felt like they tried to fight too close. And at that point, uh, the perspective really did not do... Well, for me, more people should have instantly died at this point, Mm -hmm. and they should have retreated much sooner. Yeah, and we have some moments like, we have some shots that are way too long here, where they should have just jumped from deflecting to shooting to deflecting to shooting, but like, no, it's like, oh, I'm going to take a second to like, kick my foot up, yep, and deflect this one bolt for two seconds and not get shot by 40 shots. And yep. then I'm going to take the time to kill this death trooper and not get shot by another 30 or so blaster bolt. It's awesome. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And just some of the edits, again, of, of some of these shots, they're way too darn close. They're, they're way too close not to have completely killed yeah. each and every one of these people. It, it, you know what it reminds you of? Watching Clone Wars. Sure. Because we had the same thing in Clone Wars where we'd have this back and forth and like, why isn't anyone dead? Yep. <laughs> Like, they just go through the weirdest scenes, surviving impossible odds. Yep. Yep. 100, 100% was not overly happy about that. Uh, it just seemed a little little too, too unrealistic. Uh, mm-hmm. We did obviously have some deaths. Like, people did die. Troopers died. Our, our rebel people here uh, did get shot. Uh, Talig uh, takes a shot to the abdomen. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, our robot load- gets kind of messed up. What's that? <laughs> our our droid kind of gets messed up here. Yep, loader droid. He takes uh, several shots. Mm-hmm. Now the only thing about this is I I don't know about this whole like <laughs> like she really cares about this droid like mm-hmm. a lot. Everybody cares about their droid. Even when they can't talk. Yeah. 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 You get a nice uh, backward thrust through the abdomen stab Finally. from Obi-Wan. That was pretty awesome. Oh, and like the lightsaber just can't instantly go through their, their armor? Of course it can. That's why that rebound shot off last <laughs> episode was, you know, strike was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, but yeah, the, the, the droid thing, like giving a droid a death hug, I I don't know, man. I mean, it's fine. It just, it was like, I don't know. I would just like to think she only did to save Obi-Wan that didn't have to do with the droid. Well, then she also totally used it as cover too. So yeah, it's like, (laughs) Oh no, I love you. Hey, could you move slightly to the left before you shut down? It's hard for me to move. You move. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen emotional connections with droids like, you know, like Mr. Bones, you know, in mm-hmm. Aftermath. But we also learned a L3. lot about that droid. This is a like a non-talking loader droid. Yeah. Like, we don't really 
get much with it. And it's like, ah, oh, well, you really care about your droid. I guess that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You know, yeah. droid rights. It's kind of like how you take care of your car. You're like, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep this thing running. Oh, no, it stopped running. No. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I don't know. It was fine. I, I don't know why I didn't, like, I don't know why I'm even hung up on it. It just, I don't know. It just didn't seem like there was anything there, and it they lingered on it for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I like Tala as a character, and it kind of sucked that she she did sacrifice herself here. Although, can I just Star Wars for a second and say, you know, she could have thrown that thermal detonator and just, like, you know, yeah. hid behind the droid to get some cover from it. Yeah, totally. No, apparently in this continuity, you have to be pressing the button to get it to detonate. Mm. So it's a suicide grenade. Not a thermal detonator throwing weapon. Well, but somebody out there, well, she knew she was dying. It's like, well, that's yeah, fine. You I know have taken a lot. out more with you if you'd thrown it. <laughs> I know a lot of people who have survived an abdomen wound a lot. Oh, like, by the way, in this episode. But by, by the way, why was she bleeding? <laughs> These weapons cauterize wounds, people. This is not cantina. Circa 79. <laughs> we don't bleed. Oh, you're so trying to make, uh, you know, like realistic points of something? Uh, the continuity? What? I mean, what are you doing, dude? All right, let's move on. She's got a detonator. She sacrifices herself, blows up some stormtroopers, even though she could have totally thrown it and like just one. hid behind the droid. It's fine. Like one. Yeah, probably like one or two, maybe wounded a third. It's totally cool. Um you know, again, Ewan McGregor here, his reactions are really good, though. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the reactions. Nobody else really seems to give Tala any second thought, though, aside from him. Yeah, our leader is kind of, like, disappointed, but he, again, he might just be disappointed in everyone dying. So yeah. it's hard to say. It's like, ah, we don't know. It's, it is what it is. Um, we go back to our training session here, and uh, one of the things we sort of see is a very similar fight kind of mm-hmm. to what happened in uh, in our first confrontation with Vader, those triple strikes as Obi-Wan's kind of grounded, uh, you know, admitting, you know, you're beaten and so forth. So Obi-Wan here, again, you see the lesson visually. You see the motor turning in Obi-Wan's mind. Everything here is all to a point. And Obi-Wan's already thought about this. So this is thought through at this point, which I think is is uh, is good. And Obi-Wan looks to have surrendered himself. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, mur- murder ladybug attempts to do murder towards Leia. But it's her friend. It's her little friend. Uh, it's her little friend. Yeah. Well, part of Obi-Wan's plan here is to effectively give Reva her shot. Mm-hmm. Her shot at, at Vader. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think the way that this is kind of twisted a bit is, is um, cause for concern for the future of the series. But... At this point, we we do have, you know, Obi-Wan kind of being taken back in to the shelter before Vader gets there. And And by the way, giving giving her the shot. Yeah. And 
just like their little hushed conversation here, which was kind of cool. But like, I just want one of the stormtroopers to look over and be like, you know, we can hear you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. We, we, we totally know you're conspiring against Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, even to the point where I thought she was contemplating having to kill all these stormtroopers and blame it on Kenobi. Or That's something. right. Uh, and again, we're batting back and forth between perspectives. We go back to Anakin disarming Kenobi. And it was kind of fun to see his little cocky Anakin smile again. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are a few people that really enjoyed that. But Obi-Wan's lesson here is like your need for victory is, you know, it's, it's a problem. It's definitely a problem. Uh, then we have uh, Vader coming down. He's, uh, he's coming down to finally uh, confront Obi-Wan again. Satiate his need for victory. That's right. <laughs> but what we know is that Obi-Wan can now use a blaster, sort of. And he That's right. Kills his it's guards. <laughs> becoming kind of civilized. <laughs> it's sort of civilized. And then we got the, the classic new Obi-Wan sprint, mm. brisk jog. That's right, yeah. brisk jog. Um, Leia's able to uh, fix her droid and fix the landing bay door problem. Obi-Wan gets... we just turn this droid into a Sith droid? A little bit. Is that like what Reva did? A little bit. Just you know, a little, little reprogram-y stuff. Yeah. Uh, so now we're, we're getting on the, the shuttle getting on out of here. And then we see something that is pretty sweet. But also, I don't like it. Why? Oh, we'll get to it. But yes, we have an amazing display of horror movie Vader here, which mm -hmm. is just awesome. Yeah, Vader is able to uh, stop and land a transport. <laughs> right. <laughs> in, in a much more jerky so way than in a, you know... In the movie, it just literally stops. It doesn't like slowly lurch forward and stop. It's just instantly suspended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little herky jerkiness. It's not crazy, but it is a little bit there. And he's able to ground it and just effectively rip it apart. Uh, mm -hmm. But psych, wrong transport. <laughs> you can't talk. You can't stop too. <laughs> we got you, see, that That's the thing. It's like. <laughs> It's the fire scene all over again. It's like, well, why didn't you just do it again? <laughs> yep. Like, that's why not? the only thing I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're clearly trying to pan out Vader as OP here, and mm -hmm. he, he is. Oh, yeah. um, we this obviously is got this. wheel wheelhouse to be able to do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we, we, we obviously, you know, had the Ray thing in Rise of Skywalker where she stops the shuttle and her and Ben are fighting over it. And she lets out Sith lightning um, because that's just an ability that you just automatically do without feeling it or knowing or learning about it. It's cool. It was light side lightning, it light was... side lightning. Look at you yeah. making up things. You should work for Disney. No, it's a thing. Plo Koon had it. It was like force judgment or something. It was yellow force, lightning force judgment. Okay. It's actually a thing. Google it. No, I, I'm just I'm just messing around. <laughs> but and and to be honest, I don't I don't have a problem with the Ray stuff. I, I actually mm -hmm. kind of like that scene. It was kind of <clears throat> neat. But Vader here, you know, it, it it is a level of OP. It's very neat to see. But yeah, you do the 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 old shuffle. Oh, the nut, 
is the nut under which cup type of deal, and he <laughs> grabbed the wrong cup. Um, misdirection. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the training session where Obi-Wan, disarmed, uh, still fighting Anakin, gives him the old, uh, the old uh, elbow to Get the back. Get over here, lightsaber. Yeah, takes his lightsaber. Yeah, awesome scene. And the little smile he gives him. Uh, it's tragic, really, because, like, Ewan does so well at portraying Obi-Wan's actual affection towards his student and brother. Yeah. Like, it just adds to the tragedy so much. And th- this kind of outlines a little bit. So, like, in, in episode two where Anakin says, you know, in, in a lot of ways I'm beyond him, Obi-Wan. But the fact is, is that there were still a lot of lessons that Obi-Wan can teach Anakin. Mm-hmm. Even in our book Brotherhood, which was, you know, towards the Clone Wars and, and yada, 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 as they were both, you know, getting towards their Jedi Knight and Jedi Master, uh, respectively. But I, I, I do think that the lesson, the lesson is, is, it is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see that and then obviously to flash to this present where his, his need for victory, clearly he still is never over that. And uh, it, it enforces a lot of the, okay, so a lot of people were very upset when Obi-Wan was effectively not able to hold up much of a fight against Vader, right? But there are many different ways in which you can still be the student because we get the line. It's like, you know, when they left, I was but the student. Now I am the master. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he is still a student. He's powerful. He's always been powerful, but he is still the student. He doesn't mm-hmm. learn from his mistakes. He's overly aggressive, and his need for victory is his undoing. He's still a Padawan. He's still learning from Obi-Wan, even in this instance. You know, so and, and even towards the end, he still had one more lesson to learn from Obi-Wan, and that was... Eventually, when it's time, you can become one with the force and you are, you know, in quotation, more powerful than I've ever been and all that stuff. It's like, okay, you're a ghost. Oh, I'm haunting you, Anakin. <laughs> it's like, get out of my back to tank. <laughs> oh, boo, I was in one of these two in my series and you're what? In, in my series, you don't remember that? Oh, it's oh, new. boo, I burned you so much worse than you burned me. <laughs> <laughs> I always win. Look, no legs. <laughs> high ground. The high, high ground. <laughs> Just all those, uh, all that time in in between, uh, in between, uh, you know, a new hope, and then towards the end, high ground. <laughs> Get out of here, Obi Wan. High ground. I have the high ground, and I can. Look, I'm floating Don't above you. I still it. have it. I still have it. I still have, I have the permanent high ground on you, Anakin. I can float. I'm a ghost. <laughs> I'm going to go get the sage. It doesn't work like that, Anakin. <laughs> he could even be like he brings out the sage. Oh, I'm going away. And then just goes up behind him. It's like, just high ground. <laughs> oh, no. Palpatine just walks by. What are you doing? You don't see him? You don't don't see him. You don't see the old man? (laughs) He can't see me, Anakin. (laughs) 
Oh, Only my God. you. <laughs> well, I guess I must trade this in for the younger model. This one is going insane. <laughs> and that is why the Emperor went after Luke. That's right. <laughs> All because of high ground. Uh, anyway, it is it is tragic to see, you know, to see the flashback and everything and Mm-hmm. I, I love that they were able to do it. I love that at this point we were able to get Hayden back in for this and have him and Obi-Wan, even though it wasn't smoothed out enough, just have this happen. And you almost think when we're doing this sort of, you know, just front vision of Vader, maybe that's kind of what he's thinking about a little bit. You know, that would yeah. be kind of neat. Yeah, it would be. But lurking but behind him. Then we get the stupid. Look. What are you talking about? What, what I understand t- this scene is set up to make Vader look even more horrific and B.A. and O.P. But why didn't you just walk up slowly behind him, put the saber to his back, and turn it on? Why did you have to announce your attack? And granted, he prior- obviously he already he knew. But come on, like at least try. At least try. Yeah, he, he knew he knew the whole time, and we, we learned that. I actually kind of enjoyed this. I, I enjoyed it a, a lot, actually. At first, we get, you know, Anakin, or well, Anakin, Vader, um, not even drawing his lightsaber. Yeah. He's using the force to, to deflect the blades, to throw, you know, Reva around. We, we get, get a this. really good comment, he was wise to use you against me. Yeah, yeah. It kind and of brings it up. It's like... Well, did he? That's like, the, did he just screw her over? Like, well, and that's the dissension as well that I think will be interesting as we go along. But yeah, also a fun way to uh, to stop uh, uh, an Inquisitor's blade. I mean, we've had a few mm-hmm. ways to defeat it, you know, slashing through the handguard. But in this case, um, I'm just going to stop the spinning. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that difficult when you think about it. Doesn't need a Sith Lord to do it. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, and then and the eventually more you focus on the inquisitor blade, the more it makes very little sense. And it's just stupid. I don't like these weapons. They are really a little have. cartoony, but they were also made in a cartoon. Yeah. They did adapt it very well. Yeah. I mean, it does look cool. I'll give them that much. It's, but it's then you like good. start to think about, it's like, but how does the emitter actually like continue to work while it's rotating? I don't know. Okay, uh, <laughs> flipping Star Wars theory over here, just trying to break it all down, like uh, you know, all the emitters and the crystals, and how does it keep a constant stream? I'm not making fun of Star Wars theory, by the way. I was just using them as an example. Uh, <laughs> but I do like how Vader like gives her a chance, throws yeah. her half of it. It's taunting. Obviously, yep. she knows she's screwed at this point, but. She kind of has some interesting choreography just crawling around him, and he's just, like, swatting at her like a bug, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stopping the one from, oh, you're going you're gonna to hurt my foot. I already had yeah. that happen. And we kind of had a cool deflection from Reva just knocking his saber away. Obviously, it didn't matter, but yeah. it was kind of neat. Yeah, I kind of think the saber scene, throw, those are yeah. fun. Those are yeah. always fun to see. yeah. Very rarely seen when you think True. about it compared to like the video games where it's like the spam attack. Oh my God. Yeah. Super spam attack. Yeah. Saber throw, saber throw, saber throw. 
Distance. Distance. Do you realize how much of the movies would have just been solved by a saber throw? <laughs> True enough. But uh, I, I do think one thing that would have been kind of cool as like a f- homage to Revenge of the Sith is like if she just screamed, I hate you, or something of that nature in oh. her age. Oh. Not in a cheesy way, yeah, but like, I know. I know. you know. No, no. But <sighs> it is cool that like he recognizes her as that Padawan from all those years ago, and he ends up not killing her in the exact same way mm-hmm. that he did before. Yeah, and it, it was it was all effectively set up. He was using her anger to potentially, you know, fuel. He turned her into something she didn't want to be, and she fell yep. for it. Exactly. That's a, that's the sad part about when you engage in the dark side. This is what happens. You wind up a fool. No matter who yeah. you are, you eventually always wind up like a fool. Yeah, for her to think that the only way to take Vader down is to fight dirty like him, and then to be so. <sighs> So ignorant to think that you could out dark side Vader. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She doesn't have nearly the hatred in her heart that Vader has harbored his entire life. She doesn't understand the depths of his rage. 100%, man. And for her to think that she could be- beat him that way is just ridiculous. It's like if Luke tried to be a dark side user to defeat his father, yep. he would tank. <laughs> yep. Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. So and we get our f- answer for you know our continuity break. Oh, they our, brought in a new inquisitor. He's the same guy. He's totally not the same guy that they killed in the other episodes. Totally new, yeah. right? Even no. though he's making references, and yeah. clearly, like I love how Vader just lets him taunt her. <laughs> like they yeah. planned this all along together. Yeah, and I mean, the fact is that Vader sometimes does sit back and just let people do things. It's like kind Tarkin. of funny. Yeah, tar- well, Tarkin, 100% Tarkin. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't necessarily stand in the way of people's little little, little spiteful stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor is alive and well. Got his pin back. Mm-hmm. And Reva is clearly going to survive this. Well... Yes, she will survive this 100%. You know, she finds the message uh, that Bale sent. So this is this is the interesting part. Is she so angry at Obi-Wan where effectively she's becoming Darth Maul? So he's going to have another Darth Maul show up and he's going to have to like, you know, it's like how many bodies have you have you stacked on Tatooine, Obi-Wan? Right. That'd be a great edit to Rebels. Like, you have her body and a couple of other Sith bodies behind him as he's sitting by his campfire and Maul shows up. See, Obi-Wan is actually a desert serial killer. He (laughs) collects trophies now. He's like, (laughs) Maul just shows up. It's like, you don't understand. I've been killing people a long time in this desert. You're just another keepsake on my wall. He just wait, uses wait, the force. He uses the force to levitate all the Sith bodies behind oh, him. He just looks at Maul and goes, "They all float on Tatooine. <laughs> they all float down here. Oh my goodness! You float too. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were crazy. Oh, you haven't Try spent as much time under the sun as I have. <laughs> oh my god! How much meat have you cut, Darth Maul? How much meat have you cut?" <laughs> 
Oh, we've turned Obi Wan into a uh, desert serial killer. That's that's this that's is why he fantastic. doesn't remember the droids or like half the characters oh from an, in A New Hope. He's just gone insane. That's why he has no problem cutting off random people at bars' arms. <laughs> if you think that's bad, you, you should go down to my hut and see what else I have. I've got skin suits. <laughs> he just went Texas Chainsaw Massacre on somebody. Oh my God! No, no, we have to, we have to save Obi Wan. But yeah, Obi Wan stacking bodies in the in the desert, yeah. just uh, no, burying no, them. No, we're totally, we're totally gonna have Reva just contact Maul, and we're gonna have her like tell Maul where Obi Wan is. That's no, that's how he no, finds no, out. No, no, no. Yes, that's not how Maul got. She's the one who gave the holocron or whatever. That's right. <clears throat> okay, it will be interesting. It will be interesting yeah. to see what they do with her. Do they put her on the path of the light side, or do we send her effectively down Anakin's same path? I trusted you! You know, that whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's been wronged by Obi-Wan, but in actuality, not really. Or maybe she was. Who knows? Or are we just setting her up to throw her in to a little story with Cal Kestis? <laughs> That'd be so cool. If Cal just finds okay. her and it's like, hey, you want to just hang out and like maybe do co-op? You want to do co-op? <laughs> so I've got this new game. What's and a it game? it needs co-op. It needs co-op. What is co-op? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's just I'll show you. It. Let's go do some mocap. Come on. <laughs> that would um, be awesome. Yeah. Well, we do, we do kind of get towards the end of the episode with... Um, just a shot of Luke, little Luke sleeping, sleeping away, doing some sleepy times. And that's how we end the episode. Non-blonde Luke, by the way. Shut your mouth. Okay. Dye his hair. Blonde. Dude, look, Dye it. Look, blonde. he hasn't got the sun bleaching yet. Yeah, it's fine. It takes years for that. Dye it blonde. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, so uh, any other little tidbits? Or are we ready to go into ratings? I think we're ready to rate. Ready to rate. All right, go for it. What do you think and why? What Out of, out of 10, 100 years, 10. Yeah. Oh, hold well, on. I just want to. One second. One flipping second. You wait. Did you look turn. up our last rating? Oh, hell no. But, but, okay. <laughs> but I, I do want to say this. So. The ratings for the Obi-Wan series were actually relatively decent. However, last week's episode, I want you to guess what the rating is now on IMDb. Out of 12,000 ratings, what do you think it is? I, and this is last week's episode, not this week's episode. They're terrible. 6.3. 6.3. But we love Boba Fett. <laughs> and let me also say this. There is not an episode, a prior episode, that is rated above an eight. None of the past episodes are currently rated above an eight on IMDb. Star Wars fans, I hate all of you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Why though? See, this Why? is this is a thing. As we were reviewing them, the, the ratings were right around eights for pretty much everything. Last week, 
I don't remember what it was for last week. I feel like it might have been sevens. I don't even think we rated it. Did we rate last week's particularly high? It was in the eights. Okay, uh, it was in the eights? It was like 8.2 and 8.3. 8. Yeah, yeah, 8. low 8.3. eights, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, 6.3. I don't think we've rated any of them below an eight. No, truthfully. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. But yeah, so looks like they're getting bombarded a little bit. So there you go. But then why are th- why go back and review that poorly now that you know what you know from this episode? Don't know, dude. That's, that's what kills me. Like, this explains so much of the stuff that people complained about with Reva. And let let's be also, honest, that's probably what it is. Well, let me also throw this out to you as well. Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't really look at because I think it's usually crap. Mm-hmm. Now, the critical reception, 83%. Fresh, right? I want you to guess the percentage for the audience score. 58%. You are so close. 59%. Wow. 59%. Yes, sir. Yep. Mm. It's wild, isn't it, dude? It's wild what the what uh, what stuff and things do to people. We really just are not aligned with anyone's interest for the direction of Star Wars anymore. Really, with anything. Well, Alphabet Squadron, Solo. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these comments, I'm seeing a lot of um, cheap looks cheap. Um. Bad, you know, poorly, poorly done, poorly directed. Um, not what I would have hoped for. <laughs> not nearly as good as The Mandalorian. This person just hates Disney. Uh, yeah, don't listen to the 50-year-old bitter fans. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, boring, lackluster plot. Random collection of scenes with no logical storytelling. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's finally one about the strong woman. Literally in apostrophe, strong woman. <laughs> so, they don't like the strong women, I guess. Um, you know, expectations are let down. <laughs> no, 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 Reva. Um, oh, no, I'm just saying, like, we don't like strong women in Star Wars now, but oh, we love yeah. Leia. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, destroyed Obi-Wan char- Obi-Wan's character. It, here, here's what I get from a lot of this. People wanted Obi-Wan to be OP. They wanted him to come through and wreck well, they everything. They made him OP against 40 freaking stormtroopers. <laughs> Look, again, like, I, I feel the need to say this. He hasn't used the Force in mm-hmm. effectively 10 years, or very minimally used the Force. He's, com- he's attempted to commune with Qui-Gon, but he doesn't seem to have been successful. He's not out there running missions. He's watching after Luke. Like, even if you read like the Kenobi book, which people liked. It was, it was a pretty highly rated book. He didn't do a lot of force stuff. He just, Mm -hmm. you know, helped defend a store once and did some store stuff and brought down a crime ring kind of, but he, he even hid his force ability in that. He didn't openly show it. You know, what gets me is like, everyone complained about, Two things. One, 
the age gap between uh, Guinness and McGregor. Mm. Everyone complained about that since the beginning of the prequels. Heard it my entire life. Complained about the lightsaber battle between Vader and old Ben mm-hmm. on the Death Star. Complained about it. Heard about it my entire life. <laughs> we finally get the stop gap for that that starts to bridge said gap and explain why he goes from General Kenobi Battlemaster to fencing. Yep. This un- this explains it. This and a few other books and some other source material explains that in a way that, and let's be honest, it's just, it was something that was odd, but like it was bound to happen. Yep. The difference between the combat for something that no one knew anything about, lightsaber combat, back in A New Hope to Revenge of the Sith, it was going to be different or it would have sucked. Revenge of the Sith would have sucked if it was in par or in line with A New Hope. Yep. So, of course, it was going to be odd to go back and watch those movies. This actually attempts to explain it well, in a logical way. Like well, he, he, Even then, like when you talk about Obi-Wan and his time in the desert, he wasn't... He wasn't he, training. He wasn't. Tra- he wasn't training with a saber. He was training with his mind. He was training yeah. in, in the communion with the Force. It's the same thing that happened with Yoda. Do you think Yoda, on Dagobah, was going to do his jumpy, flippy stuff? No. no. Like you have he to spar. Had, you have he to still train. Had connection to the Force. That was it. He was able to lift the X-wing. And yes, you could argue. Well, he was able to do that after so long. And Obi-Wan couldn't do anything. It's like, yeah, but. But he did. He he also held back the forces of an ocean. Yeah. He held back the force of way more impressive to (laughs) me. Now I will give some credence. Some of the cheap looking, bad editing, bad smoothing, all that post-production stuff. And some of the shots that they used and and just didn't stitch them together. Right. Look, I'm with you there. We've been complaining. We complained about it in the beginning of the episode. There are things that they should have done better. Okay. Mm -hmm. They should have done better. They should have had more detail oriented people involved. The camera angles, some of the some of the shaky camera work, I'm with you guys, okay? I'm there. I don't think the story's bad. I just think that it's too elongated and it should have been done in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right, give, give it a rating. What, what do you got? What, 6.3, is that your rating? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still not going below 8. Oh, I thought this was a good Okay, D- Disney show, <laughs> Disney show podcast. Hey, I need my checks. I cannot go below, go below, go below an eight. I can't. Okay. Part of my contract. No, I thought it was a good episode. And to me, the important part of this episode, even though we had some things that could have been better, is all of these characters, yes, there were technical issues, quite a few of them, but none of them ruined the acting or the characters portrayed. Yeah, we had some issues with the lightsabers during the flashbacks, but it was still a very heavy and impactful scene, which was really well done and gave some suspense throughout the entire episode, waiting for that next clip. And it brought to light some general or genuine emotion with Obi-Wan and his relationship with Anakin. And Ewan did a great job the entire episode showing 
a lot of emotion and a lot of regret for his decisions. When we have Riva ask why he didn't help that night, you could see it on his face, how much that hurt him. Yep. You had some great acting from everybody. Riva shined in this episode more than ever, and I thought that what they did with her character arc is pretty awesome. Yep. It's like the most logical thing, even though clearly she was never going to kill Vader. No. Regardless of knowing what was going to happen, it was never going to happen because you're just a lowly Padawan who was using the dark side blindly, not knowing how to do it. Yep. You never had any help. You were never going to do it. But I thought all of this was really well written. I thought there was very few plot holes, although I do kind of question Obi-Wan potentially leaving her to fend for herself. You know, that's something to maybe discuss after we see what happens next episode. Mm -hmm. But we have some good setups for continued storytelling. And I could look over the technical issue. I would, I don't look over them. They're there and they need to be accounted for, but it was still a good episode regardless of that. The storytelling shown through. So I'm still willing to give it an eight, even okay. with the technical issues. Yep. Yeah. And uh, along the same lines, I mean, look, uh, I don't, I think it feels rushed production wise. Um, feels rush editing wise post production. I think that they should have done a much better job of providing a polished product, and they didn't do that. They did. They did not deliver on that so far. Like there are some things that look really good. There are a lot of things that look not so good, and that's that's a that is a problem in this day and age of cinema. Um, so for for that i mean it does kind of knock it down a little bit in the minds of a lot of people but the acting i thought was good reva's sort of storyline i'm i'm liking that it's something we kind of predicted but um you know it seems like it was put through pretty well you know ewan's portrayal i think has been has been really good i i don't i don't i don't see it i don't see it i you know op obi-wan he has shown a lot of those traits but you know like it's also been 10 years you guys kind of need to back off that a little bit. I, I think I think the expectations um, are a little silly in some ways. And I don't mean to demean people's opinions, but I think some of the expectations are a little silly. I've really enjoyed the series uh, so far. Um, I, th I thought this was, overall was was a, a pretty good episode. And... Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I don't think it was amazing because, again, there, there are some things that just need to be done better. And, and I expect more. I expect more out of this franchise. I expect more out of the people that are employed by Disney and Lucasfilms. I expect more out of the, the people in the edit bay. And that just hasn't come to fruition. But I like the lesson that was taught in here. It gives some interesting foreshadowing and in how Reva could potentially meet her end or her new beginning. It, there is some hope there. It, it all depends. Uh, and I think it'll all um, kind of hinge on Obi-Wan's intervention and what he is able to do. But this should have been a movie. It shouldn't have been a TV series. That was a bad decision on Disney's part. And eventually Disney is going to have to come to grips with, you need to start making stuff in the right way again. You need to stop worrying so damn much about what a couple of trolls say and give us the goods, okay? If all you do is fear, risk, then you're not 
truly out for the right reasons. And I don't care if that's in movie making. It's in a lot of avenues in life. Should have been a movie. I don't care if you just released it on Disney Plus and not in the theaters, but it should have been a movie, period. The TV series format does this storytelling a disservice. And producers, Ewan McGregor's an executive producer on this, mind you. Editors, prop masters, need to do better. Needs to be better. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be any better because it's already shot. It's done. But a little bit of little bit of editing, a little bit of smoothing at the very end of this before it was released would have done a world of difference. But regardless of that, I'm still enjoying the story. I have no problem with that. But it won't get high eights for me. Sure as heck won't get in the nines. It's, it's just not there. Um, I, I'm going to probably roll a little higher and just give it an 8.2. And mm-hmm. I will be happy with that. So there it is. Sweet. What else we got? Anything else before we start to roll out of here? I do believe that's it. All right. Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed the episode, uh, both of the, this show and the Obi-Wan show. Love to hear from you. If you have anything to add on, uh, we'd, we'd love to uh, we'd love to hear. You know, Find us at uh, Twitter and Facebook at TC Plan Podcast, or you can just um, send us, a, send us a, uh, an email. We actually did have an email, by the way. I forgot about this. Oh, did we? Yeah, so good buddy Chase from These Are the Voyages was uh, sent us a, a quick little little email here. Um, watch part... F- uh, this was actually for part four, so last week's. Watch part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi was pretty cool as a fan of Fallen Order. And seeing the uh, stasis tombs of some of the folks uh, brought a deep cut with a few. I'm wondering about younglings after seeing one in the tomb... Uh, since four sensitive kids were taken around six months old and taken to the temple on Coruscant, as I understand it, uh, how were four, four sensitive babies taken care of? <laughs> were there wet nurses? What did we know about the really young kids uh, that were taken at such a young age and more important, like their basic needs being met? Kind of an interesting, like, you know, question about, you know, how are they taken care of? The like logistics. <laughs> yeah, it's like how many diapers did they have somewhere in the temple you know, <laughs> granted, they got, they got a lot of formula for every species. Not to mention, you need a doctor who's well versed in every species to take care of them. Interesting thought, probably not thought of a ton, but yeah, how do you take care of, of all these kids when they're when they're literally children? Right. You know, you have a while before you can actually start to teach them things, and, and they are taught relatively young. Um, but yeah, they, I, I've never, I've never looked into that. It's never been something that I've thought <laughs> never about. Never crossed but, my mind. Yeah. But yeah. So kind of an interesting point though. I, I have to assume they probably had just like non force sensitive nurses and, mm-hmm. you know, caregivers. Maybe they had a little Jedi daycare. That'd be fun. <laughs> Play Jedi with the blocks. Daycare. Oh, don't levitate those blocks. Let, let Liam levitate the blocks. No, I don't want to. They're my blocks. <laughs> That will lead to the dark side of the force. <laughs> ah, fine. All right. Well, anyway, if you want to want to throw an email out there, tcplanpodcast@gmail.com. Be more than happy to talk about it if you send us anything our way. But that is it for this show. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>